0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on a Victory Monday. I'm Mark Bergen, joined as always by two-time Super Bowl champion Swaggin' You. He's a scout for the Steelers. He wore the number 24, Ike Taylor, IT. Great to see you coming off the Steelers' 16-10 win in the jungle against the Cincinnati Bengals.
0: Man, they they haven't pursued over four hundred yards in a minute. They got it once somebody left in one game.
1: Ike, we will get well into it with the the offense in the first game without Matt Canada. Let's pay the bills first, though. Right off the top, today's episode of Believe in Steelers brought to you by BetOnline.ag. NFL Week Twelve is wrapping up. NFL Week Thirteen is almost here. If you want to place a bet on any of the action, BetOnline.ag is the place to do it.
0: 365, 247, regardless on what sport it is, make sure y'all check out betonline.ag.
1: You can see the promo code on your screen right now. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. 400 yards of offense. I've been waiting for this day. And I'll be honest with you, and this is no disrespect to Matt Canada, but I kind of found it funny that the very first game that the Steelers have without him as the offensive coordinator, the offense gets going. They get right, and Ike. We could talk about the 400 yards of offense, only 16 points scored. But what stands out to me as well is the domination in time of possession in this game. But what say you? What did you see, Ike?
0: Yeah, that's that uh, November, December football leading up, going into uh, in January and February football. So that's 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 the most the most important stat. You won't, as a coach and as an organization, when you're on the back half of the seasons, that T.O.P. Man, I, we need that time of possession all the time. But that means we control the game. And that's what kind of games it's gonna be. You know, you get to these 16, 10 games, um, especially divisional games, and really that's all what matters. You know, cause we lost last week to Cleveland, a division game, but this week we bounced back with the Cincinnati game. I think, what, two and one? Two on one in the division? Right now, so really you just want to stay in front of Cleveland and right underneath the uh, Baltimore Ravens right now So Pittsburgh really sitting in a good spot. They just controlling their own destiny But you always want to take care of business when you want to talk about the divisional games and Pittsburgh not doing bad in the divisions now It hasn't looked pretty, but who cares as long as we keep getting them W's really that's all that matters coach T said best man, we get paid me and my quarterback get paid by the wins. Yeah, We don't get paid on what the score is.
1: Yeah, Ike, 3-1 and one in the AFC North Division. Okay. The Steelers improved to 7-4 and four overall. Big win on the road, and I know it comes against a Bengals team playing without Joe Burrow, but from right. an offensive standpoint, it looked differently from the start. Very first play from scrimmage, a play-action pass over the middle against a too-high look to Pat Friermuth, who had a career day. And Ike, it was in the first half where it's like, this is his greatest game as a Steeler this year. I thought he had maybe his best performance in a Steeler's uniform. He had nine catches, Ike, nine catches, and he had 120 yards. Great efficiency, too, on 11 targets.
0: Yeah, he did his thing. Uh, Pat did his thing. They they, they made Pat a part of the offense, is what you want to say. So everything, a lot of people been screaming, man. Why, why don't you? Why don't the Pittsburgh Steelers run somebody down the seams? Uh, you know, I guess that's the first. That's the first thing they did is attack the middle of their defense when it came down to the vertical routes with Pat. And you know, Kenny, Kenny called Pat a few times, and then it opened up the the, the running game. Then after the running game, you know, Najee almost went for hundred. He had ninety-nine. Then mm-hmm. Jalen, you know, Jalen gonna always be that spark when he come in on the field. And, you know, Deontay, he made a few catches. And George, you're getting the ball whenever you can get the ball. He's going to make you look good regardless. So, Pittsburgh did their thing on offense. Uh, but for me, it's more, let me see the third and the fourth game, how this offense will look. Yeah, You know, nobody really has no no tape. Or we don't really have any tendency with the new, with the new staff between the two coaches on controlling of this offense. So, give me three or four games, and then I can determine, you know, what our offense should look like. But, I mean... Gaining 421 yards, um, which you haven't done in about three years, four years, that says a lot, that's 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 going in the right direction. But even if you ain't getting, putting up the points like that, Mark, especially like for a defensive player, you always love that T.O.P., that time of possession. So um, it helps the defense, it helps your offense getting the rhythm, rhythm, but you're controlling the defense on the opposing side because it's nothing but one, Terry. You putting on them. So that was that was a good game plan. I'm happy for Pittsburgh. You know, three and one. Says a lot. Herbert, you know, these, these young, we're gonna we gonna get to talking about them, but Herbert, we will, we will. And, Ike, okay, and okay, they, let me inter- you, them boys doing their thing.
1: Ike, let me interrupt you and we will get to the defensive side. I promise. I promise. Um you mentioned time of possession. The Steelers had the ball for 37 minutes in 16 seconds in this one. Uh, The 421 yards of offense, the most for the Steelers in a regular season game since week 16 of the 2018 season. The Steelers hadn't had a 400-yard game since week 2 of the 2020 season. Now, if you count the playoffs, that January 2021 playoff game against the Browns where Roethlisberger almost threw it like 70 times when you face a huge deficit, the Steelers did go for more than 400 in that game. But for regular season, it's been a long long time. Now you mentioned getting a greater sample size and I'm with you there. Ike. I'm with you there. Ike. but one thing I noticed was when the Steelers motioned, they did this with Allen Robinson. And then they did this on a third down conversion with Jalen Warren. They actually threw the ball to the motion man, which I had not seen since Matt Canada's tenure in 2021, where as soon as the motion man crosses the quarterback and he's not getting the ball in an end round from a defensive standpoint, I knew that the ball wasn't going to that player. I got to see that twice yesterday for my count watching this game, Ike. So, yeah, I want to see a greater sample size. But just from a tendency standpoint, Ike, and we talk about it as fans all the time of, oh, well, the Steelers offense is so predictable, right? We're starting to do some things that incorporates utilizing the motion man once he crosses the quarterback that was one, another, you know, throwing over the middle, middle. There were several other adjustments that this team wasn't doing when Matt Canada was in charge. That's just what my own two eyes are telling me, Ike. I mean, obviously you can see, so you ain't lying, you know,
0: but um, it, it's just, it's just a good, like little switch up from, from one coordinator to the other coordinator. Um, I think honestly, uh, you have so many weapons on that offense, Mark, uh, it's just gonna be what the opposing defense does, and who's gonna be hot for that game. That's how I look at it. Yep. Um, I, I don't. I don't really think. My personal opinion. I don't think our offense should go in with a game plan other than establish the run first from the perimeter side on the outside, and even with the tight end. Okay, let's see who who's gonna get the hot hand this game. You know, the hot everybody. hand
1: and what, what the other defense is going to do. Because if you want to stack and double pickins, then Deontay should be able to beat you underneath. If you want to take away Pat Fryermuth, then one of the receivers on the outside should do their thing. The running game should, I'm with you there, Ike, should be regardless. And yeah, I thought yeah, the Najee running had game
0: should be established regardless, you know, between Najee and Jalen. Then after that, it's pick your poison. Um, once we find out what you want to do, who you want double, first, second, and third down.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, Ike, did you notice any differences with Kenny Pickett's performance yesterday under the new coordinators in uh, Eddie Faulkner and Mike Sullivan? He finishes the day 24 33, 278 yards through the air again. Fryermuth was his favorite target. He got George Pickens going several times, Deontay Johnson. Uh, Pickens had three catches, Johnson had four. Did you notice anything different uh, from Pickett? I'd say what I noticed is he just looked a little bit more decisive.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you when you when when the OC is your quarterback coach, you know, your quarterback coach, I think people forget Coach Sullivan, man, he was he was there with Eli in New York. So when you when you sitting, when you sitting there and your quarterback coach now was a part of the offense, now he can really put his input. Now he really knows you because you see him every day at work. Um for me, I just thought he was a little bit more relaxed. Mm. You know, I thought he was a little bit more calm in the pocket. Um, it's different when, you know you can sit down with the OC slash quarterback coach on the sideline and y'all can both get on the same page uh, in between the game, you know? So um, that's, that's somebody, for me, that's somebody Kenny can vent to. That's somebody who's always been encouraging to Kenny. Like everything Kenny been going through, coach, coach Sully been there the whole time. So now he just so happened to get bumped up to the OC. So for me, I thought it was just like a a breath of fresh air for Kenny to be able to talk not only to his current OC, but to somebody he's been talking to for the longest. So you can only imagine the conversation they have, not on the field, but off the field as well. And when you build them kind of relationships, the game is a little bit more relaxing because, you know, the head guy is always in your corner. So that's what I thought.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's I I'm with you there. We'll get a bigger sample size because... Big picture beyond this season and beyond this game is what you're going to do with the offensive coordinator position to get Kenny Pickett right to show that he was worth the 20th overall pick in year, you know, this remainder of this season, but you're three, you four, do you want to pick up his fifth year option? That's what I'm looking at because uh, the one thing I would say with Kenny too is, and this has kept Pittsburgh in a lot of games. He hasn't had the statistical performance that you'd like in the sense that he has like one multiple uh, touchdown game passing, but he hasn't turned the ball over either, and that has kept the Steelers in a lot of games to where he now holds the record with 200-plus passes now without an interception. He's gone seven straight starts without a turnover to where, yes, the offense hasn't been great, but what that does to keep you in games. And to build on the performance of yesterday, you say only 16 points, but... If you outgain your opponent the way the Steelers did for the first time last season, uh, this season, first time they've done that, it was the third time the Steelers have won time of possession. If you do those things, the points are going to come. I promise. So you see 16 to 10 on the scoreboard. But Ike, this was the first time I've watched Steelers game in a long time, where in the final two minutes of the game, I wasn't sweating. I wasn't on the edge of my seat, nervous of what was to come. Because the Steelers did what they needed to do late in the game to get a two-two uh, two possession lead and to put the game away.
0: Yeah, like I said, that time of possession is everything, Mark. Yeah, you know, and when Kenny not turned the ball over, that's an extra possession. And you know, since he turned the ball over, really Pittsburgh could have had three picks that game. Um, a few tip balls, two of them balls dropped over to Jamar Chase. That's how Jamar got his got his yards. But at the same time. You know, that defense is playing lights out. So when you got defenses playing like that, the only thing you can ask for from your offense, two things you can ask from your offense, please don't turn the ball over, Kenny, and control that control that clock. And that's exactly what they did yesterday. And you know, that divisional, that divisional game is huge. You know, we're we getting down to the wire of this season, and that's the first thing to look at, man. When you can win your division, regardless of how people feel about you, you're in the playoffs automatically.
1: All right, Ike, we will get to the defense. We got to talk some Deontay Johnson. A PSA to him. Just my two cents worth. If he wants to get back to a Pro Bowl level, you got to do it on every play. And you got to do it on the plays where you're not getting the football. Everyone's going to point to the play where Jalen Warren fumbles and he's looking up, looking at Lord knows what. The ball's not coming his way. They'll point to that play. But the play before, he's got to make the catch in the end zone. If he wants to be a Pro Bowl receiver, pick it, put it on him. He's got to complete that catch. And that was the play before and the play after. This comes after there were reports that he gets into a shouting match with Minka Fitzpatrick after a very frustrating loss in Cleveland, Ike. I'm sure this will be addressed, but I what I would say to Deontay is this, Ike. If he wants to get back to being a Pro Bowl, all-pro-level caliber player, which he's been in this league, he's been a Pro Bowler before, you got to do it on every play. Everyone's going to have a bad rep on tape, but it cannot be for lack of effort. But I, you have a lot more experience in your playing career with that. What did you see from Deontay? And just what would you tell him from a player standpoint to be able to help the team?
0: Um, man, give me give me all that enthusiasm when he was trying to get the contract. You, 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 basically... Give me, give me, give me everything. Give me all that effort, enthusiasm when you was trying to get the bag, bro. That's, and really, I ain't really got to say too much after that, he'll understand exactly what I'm saying. You know, so um, the drop, it was not really a drop ball. It was a questionable, it could have been a questionable call mm-hmm. in the back of the end zone. So if you he would have held on to it all the way when he was going down, it wouldn't have been a question. On whether it was a touchdown or not, but then again, he did have possession two feet down, so it just depends on when you want to ask about that touchdown call whether you want to throw that red flag or not. The pursuit to the ball on, on Jalen Fumble um, I mean, that's what that's what people that's what people are questioning the effort, the effort part. So, um, I'm not gonna question the effort part, but obviously. You know, Deontay got to look himself in the mirror and he can answer all them questions on his own. Um, I just know, you know, the great ones, the great ones, the great ones, Uh, they don't see enough of the bag. They feel like they don't do enough on the field. They they feel like they're always leaving something. Um, Even though they pay, even though they're pro bowlers, they feel like they just leaving something else. It's something more they can do other than, you know, uh, catch the ball if you play receiver. So that's why, I mean, that's why we love, that's why we love, you know, GP so much, if you are still a fan. Because GP, if you know he's not getting the ball, he's going he's gonna to do something that we're not asking receivers to do often, but he's willing to do. And we are willing to to do something that has nothing to do with you, but the, for the sake of the team, that's what we look at. That's where the effort part come at. So, for me, I would just tell Deontay, like, Man, give me all that, give me everything before you got the bag.
1: Well, Ike he's give me all the effort. Give me all the effort
0: before the bag came.
1: Absolutely, Ike. And he's 27 years old. He's due to become an unrestricted free agent in 2025. So if he balls out again, Ike he can get paid all over again. I mean, which which he which he which he will.
0: Yeah. he'll, He'll get paid, but now it's just, you know. How, how big you want that bag? You feel what I'm saying? That, mm-hmm. it, that, that's all you. You control er, er, you're in your so he's in his prime right now. Mm-hmm. So any anything anything he wants anything he desires he controls it. Anything. He didn't work he didn't work he didn't work hard enough to get to secure a bag but from this point moving forward anything Deontay wants and desires in life in life in life, it's on him, it's on him. So he want a bigger bag than what he got, it's gonna be some of them effort plays. He want a bigger bag than what he got, it's gonna be, okay, them touchdown plays where Wayne got a question, Wayne got throw no red flags. It's, 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 It's not that hard, it's super simple. But he controls his own destiny with everything he do. Do you mean
1: that in terms of the on-field success, Ike?
0: Yeah, I'm talking about off, the off the field. You ain't got to worry about Deontay. Deontay always keep his nose clean, stay out of trouble. That's that's you're what you're
1: talking about. about, like on-field performance, athletic excellence, just, just excellence the, at the receiver position. No, just just the consistency,
0: the consistency on when you're
1: not getting the ball, because
0: hmm. you you showed it, you 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 showed where we, where they ran your way, and you had the block. You're not blocking like George, but we're not asking you to block like George You blocking, you blocking long enough for you know a six yard game to be a 30 yard game You didn't show that is just the consistent part of that now to his defense. He said he didn't he didn't see He said something he said something he didn't see he didn't see what was going on I forgot what Deontay said, but man for me just overall in general just in general man, give me let me pop in that tape when you were trying to get the bag. Let, let me just pop in that year when you were trying to get the bag. Well, there was running the passer. Now let me pop in that tape after you got the bag. That's two. That's two. I, I don't want it to look no different. Mm. It's what I'm saying to Deontay.
1: All right, Ike. Well said. I want to move to the defensive side of the ball. I promised. We know what TJ Watt did. Two sacks. But Joey Porter Jr. against Jamar Chase. And I swear, after two deflections that could have been picks that were good plays, it's like Jamar just was a magnet to the ball. He's a special player. And it was almost like the Bengals schemed it up. But Joey Porter Jr. against Jamar Chase on 28 routes, or on 24 of Chase's 28 routes, press coverage a lot of the time on the 10 routes. Chase caught both of his targets with Porter as the nearest defender, but tight, tight windows from Porter where... Like one of the pa- one of the catches Chase had along the sidelines, where it had to be a perfect pass from Jake Browning. But like, I I can't. You know what? I'm just gonna say it. I think the Steelers are getting their their locked down number one corner like for the first time since like you played. Yeah, JP JP Junior is just. I mean, he didn't.
0: He just had to. He just had to calm down and settle his feet in. And once he calmed down and settled his feet in, you starting to see like. The dude ain't been here before. What I, what I mean by that, like he ain't actually been, he hasn't played in the NFL, but between his dad and myself, like in that locker room and the times he was small, like man, I say it all the time, man, between my son and, and you know, my nephews, like they didn't been to Super Bowls. They didn't been to playoffs. They didn't see the confetti come down. They didn't been to training camps. They didn't, they didn't been to selfless locker rooms. They didn't been to, you know, the, when you, when you're around that, you know, 12 years and you only, you know, missed the playoff two out of them 12 years. But, you know, you just still keep going to the AFC championships and the Super Bowls. like that's all you know. So you just been around the whole process. So JP Jr. just been around the whole process. So, you know, when you, when off season and you got opportunity to to go against Antonio Brown, but you still in high school, like, it, like what you, <laughs> what how you want him to think? What you, what you want him to do, you know? so. You going against NFL receivers, but you in high school. And it's just off of GP because Pops didn't play in the league and you still in the league with him. So I don't, in all season. So I I don't know what you, you know, Martavis Brown, like I, I don't know what you want the man to do, how you want him to feel. Like it's just now he just actually had to get to that level to be like, okay, but you know, when you're going against all pro, all pro receivers in high school for, for just to train, just to train. When I get to that level like what are we talking about? Why what? There's no there's no reason for me to be nervous. Hey, don't forget JP Jr did that too. He went to the coaching staff and asked the coaching staff if he can if he can shadow the team's best receiver. They didn't come to him. So that's 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 letting you know where his mind at like all I know Uncle Ike when he was playing he went to the coaching staff and the coaching staff had to feel some kind of way to say yes. Cause they could have easily said no, but the fact that he's a rookie and he like, okay, who I got this week? All right, you got Jamal. All right, that's this what we doing. So, but mentally he's been here before. And if, if, if you don't know JP Jr. history, you know, the fact that, you know, he had the luxury of, of training and going against all pro receivers while he was in high school. While he was in college, it's the reason why he's doing what he's doing right now, Mark.
1: Ike, maybe this is just a meatball take. This might be the stupidest thing I've ever said on the show. Oh, me. Let me go full meatball here for a second, Ike. The level go. of confidence that he has, considering he had one interception during his playing career at Penn State. Now, I know that teams were probably throwing away from him because you scout a player of his caliber and of his talent. He's going to be a first or second round pick in the draft. But from like the casual fan perspective, you look at just the stats alone and they don't always tell the full story. Ike, But he had one college interception at Penn state and now he's locking up DeAndre Hopkins, Jamar Chase. It's unbelievable to me. You
0: know, it's all about matchups. People forget, man, you know, JP Jr. Like six, three and a half. So 6'3 and a half for the NFL is really like 6'4 and a half, because they ask you to stand on your heels with your back against the wall. So you can't get on your tippy toes. You, it's not like a driver's license where you can lie and be like, man, you're 5'11, but you really 5'9. You know, that NFL height is real live NFL height. So if they say you 6'3 and some change, you 6'3 and some change in the NFL, you really six four in the regular <laughs> in the regular world. 6'4 and a half. So it's the height. Um, but the confidence, like I say, man, just been around that locker room since we was small, man. It mm-hmm. just kind of leaks, leaks up off of you. You know, then when we was in that locker room, we was winning. Super Bowls, AFC championships, playoffs. Like that's all we knew. The only time I didn't, yeah, 10 out of 12, two years. I think two years out of 12, I didn't see the playoffs. You feel me? So, and little and JP Jr. been a part of that as well, you know? So. Then he go to Penn State. He had his business at Penn State, but now he 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 back home. You know, the, the dude ain't got he ain't got to leave his mama's dead house unless he want to get something on his own. So he, he 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 back at the crib. You know, his daddy played, his daddy coached for Pittsburgh, and you know they still got the house in Pittsburgh. They got a foundation. They got their own. They got their own building. It's a lot. It's a lot they got going on in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh
1: home for the Porter family. And he just so happened to get drafted. We got to give some love to, I mean, TJ Watt, two more sacks. And then your guy, Nick Herbig as well, who's made the most of his opportunities off the edge when he plays. He had another sack as well. I love seeing Cam and TJ meet at the quarterback too. And then like you said too, uh, uh, Trenton Thompson with an interception, filling in due to injuries. Uh, The Steelers could have had more interceptions too, but I like seeing how opportunistic that they play. And this defense is really starting around round into form, Ike. Uh, they've held their opponent to 20 points or less for seven consecutive games. So we're starting to get into late November, December, January. And if the offense can even be competent, and we saw that yesterday, Ike, and you say, well, Mark, 16 to 10. Well, if Deontay Johnson catches that pass, if they don't fumble and they get a field goal, you're talking about a multiple score game that they win by against a division opponent on Sunday. It makes me really excited, especially when I look at the Steelers' schedule on the back half of the season, Ike. But I got to give shout out to all of those defensive players. I'd say TJ Watt, which is the grass is green, the sky is blue, and TJ Watt's going to make plays. Herbig off the edge. And then Trenton Thompson's interception, I thought was absolutely huge on Sunday.
0: Yeah, so with Trenton, I like Trenton. I like coming out training camp. Dude just hopped off the plane from the West Coast, came to training camp, got his got his playbook, and he was always around the ball. That's what I saw. He was always around the ball. And I guess Coach T saw the same thing I saw. That's why he's on the field right now coming from San Diego State. Um also we I mean the young the rookies between JP Jr., between Herbert and Keanu Bento. He going crazy on that defensive line. I mean, we when you want to talk about usual suspects, Cam is a usual suspect. He's going to always ball out future Hall of Famer. TJ, usual suspect. He's going to always ball out future Hall of Famer. Now it's, okay, who we got up and coming that can contribute? And when you got Herbert, J.P. Jr., and Bento contributing as rookies, that's saying a lot. Um, not only on the defensive side, like, okay, we working with something. We got some kind of depth. You Know so at the same time, and you know, you got undrafted free agents. DeMonte Casey has been playing well. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: he almost had a pick six, like to where a if pick. he catches that, <laughs> yeah.
0: So, it's, yeah. it's you can, you can, you can, you can, you can, can Dana going, going down the line. I don't think Alex Hostman is going to turn up later. I know, I know, I know TJ is getting a he's doing this thing right now, but for me, I can just tell the tables will turn a little bit for Alex on the back end. So we're going to catch a lot of, a lot of hot tape from Alex Highsmith on the back end. That's, that's, that's when it usually just like take off. But I mean, that defense is just playing lights out, Mark. I mean, what else do you want your defense to do? And now the offense going to catch up to it.
1: Play your best football in the back half of the season, I can get hey, hot. That's hits. when you
0: won't peak. That's when you won't peak, Mo. You won't peak on the back end. You don't care nothing about the front end. Man, you want to peak around this time right here, lead into that playoff. Push.
1: Ike, one other player who deserves praise. Chris Boswell has been fantastic this season. Fire. I think he's been an all-pro, Pro Bowl caliber kicker. I know Justin Tucker actually missed one last night for the first time. That seems in an eternity. Boswell has only one missed field goal on a long attempt uh, before the end of the first half. He's only missed one field goal. He's not missed an extra point three of three yesterday, Mr. Reliable for the Steelers when points have been a premium. And he displayed that yet again on Sunday against the Bengals, but he deserves a lot of praise. And Ike, I think he does. If he continues this out for the remainder of the season, I think he deserves a pro bowl. nod. I think he's been that good for Pittsburgh.
0: No, Boswell been healthy. You know last year, you know last year Bazzi was going through dealing with injuries. So Bozzy couldn't be yep. Bozzy. Now Bozzy healthy like Mr. Automatic right now between him and Tuck. them two them two boys um I mean, them two boys, man. It's, it's 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 a good feeling when you know when they get close to the game when you that's that's three automatic. Like I got a for sure 3 from Bozzy if I need it, if I need it. That's that's, that's that that's that Joker you know, in, in the pocket. Heck with the ace, man. I got a joke. I got a sitting on the sideline. Man, let me just put him in about a 55, 58-yard range, and that's money. <laughs> you know, so that's that's what Boz has been doing. So you you said you said right, but the fact that Boz is healthy, Boz is just being Boz, that's all.
1: That was the common denominator when he had his worst statistical year last year and then in 2018, right. injuries. Ike, you hit the nail on the head there where you look at the stats and say, well, what happened this season? Injuries were the common factors again, the 2018 season. And then the last season with Chris Boswell week 13 against the Cardinals, like Steelers open a six and a half point favorites. We'll talk more later this week about this matchup, but again, I don't want to look too far ahead. You take it week by week, but I look at the quarterback matchups for Pittsburgh and I know Kyler Murray's coming back from injury, but at home, You should take care of business against a team that doesn't have many wins in the NFC. And I look at the back half of the Steelers schedule. I expect them to make the playoffs. And Ike, I said this too, a successful year this year is go win a playoff game for the first time in several years, but you got to take it week by week. And against Arizona at home, you should take care of business, Ike. And again, we see another game with the two new offensive minds in charge uh, in uh, Mike Sullivan and Eddie Faulkner as well, too. So uh, I'm, I'm excited for that, Ike. But then it's the first time we'll get uh, a taste of this at home at Pittsburgh, Ackershire Stadium. So uh, I'm very excited to see game two. Okay, can this offense continue to build under new leadership uh, in a post Matt Canada Steelers?
0: One thing I've been saying with the Pittsburgh Steelers have been doing of late is is, is handling their business on, from a defense perspective on stopping the run so we got a former pittsburgh still a running back coming back james connor and mm-hmm. i know james gonna feel some kind of way coming back to ackershore stadium coming back to his hometown in the city of pittsburgh um kyle murray is looking like Kyler murray what you got to do is keep Kyler murray in the pocket if you let Kyler keep scrambling and doing what he's doing mighty mouse will come out and he will hurt you so we we shall see um and to your point on the offensive side this is going to be week two so we're going to see what we're and company um, splitting the OC reps. We're going to see what they got in store for the Arizona Cardinals.
1: All right. Ike. we will break that down later this week. I'd kind of employ some of the same strategies the Steelers use against Lamar Jacks against Kyler Murray, but we will talk about that here later this week. I want to thank you, the Believe Network. Today's presenting sponsor, betonline.ag. Again, head over to betonline.ag for all of your NFL betting needs this season. Ike, I want to thank you and the listeners and the viewers. This has been an absolute delight, Ike. We're in well into our fifth season now, and the show just keeps growing and growing. So, if you're watching on YouTube, tap subscribe, Apple, Stitcher, five stars and five stars only.
0: Yeah, I want to appreciate you. one thing, everybody, for tuning in, watching Mark and I. Uh, Gotta thank BetOnline.ag, been ro- BetOnline.ag, who's been rocking with us, sponsoring us since day one. Believe in still this podcast gotta thank the viewers man for always tuning in make sure y'all viewers subscribe and throw some questions too we always like for y'all to
1: throw us questions every time every opportunity y'all came all can. Right, ike, we'll probably go live wednesday or thursday this week so we will talk then uh, we'll go live on youtube always love getting the listener questions and again thank you ike taylor you're the absolute best my name love. is mark bergen thanks for listening to the believe in Steelers show we'll see you later this week until then take care and so long everybody
0: Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host
1: by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform.